All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. One of the biggest responsibilities that anyone hates about being an adult is bills. Dealing with bills, paying bills, anticipating bills, planning for bills, etc., etc. And as we get older and as we move to different life stages, the bills change and normally they increase. And that could be because of a house purchase, having children, investing, having multiple assets, multiple cars, whatever it may be, bills normally just increase as we get older. What I wanted to talk about today, and I've touched on it before in a previous episode about budgeting, is how to manage bills and just to focus on that one topic because it is something that does get to a lot of people. And when I do talk to clients about budgeting and managing money, especially in situations when they feel that the whole budgeting thing is really overwhelming, bills is normally the easiest place to start. And it's one of those things where if you can at least nail your bills and your budgeting processes when it comes to paying bills and managing bills, you're sort of halfway there. And it's also one of the most easiest places to start as well. Because again, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but when it comes to managing money, it's all about structure. It's all about having a system in place and having a process. And the big bonus is that you will end up hopefully saving more money if you manage your money better. The other part is that will hopefully make your life a lot easier. And as we are getting busier, it's becoming a lot harder to keep track of many parts of our lives. And money is one of those things and bills are one of those things where if you can't keep track of your bills and where your money's going and when money needs to go somewhere at a certain time of the month or the year, then it can create a lot of stress and anxiety and can also create a very inefficient family budget. The first tip I would give in this side of things is to try to get things, try to get bills arriving to you as electronically as possible. Now, for some people, they hate emails, they hate anything electronic. I get it. If the reason you hate emails is because you get too much junk, maybe change your email address to a brand new one. Filter out all the stuff that you've been receiving over the years that you really don't want, that you're not really bothered unsubscribing. And set up a new email that's literally just for your finances or for serious things or we'll say adult things. The other option as well is to still receive paper bills, but I like the whole electronic side of things because at least when the bill gets sent by the provider, you receive it straight away. Nothing gets lost in the mail. And it's also really easy to store your bills, whether it's for tax purposes or not. It's easy to put them somewhere or to have them accessible if you need them. The other thing as well is to create a bit of an expense calendar. So essentially to go old school and do it on paper or to do an online calendar. But the idea is just to have some sort of, or even if it's a list, but just to have some sort of idea as to what your bills are and when they're due. Because remember, we're not just talking monthly bills like phone bills, um, gym membership, Netflix, Stan. 
we're also even school fees and sometimes a monthly we're even talking things like and you can't forget rent of course and debt payments like mortgages mortgage payments but the other bills to factor in are things like electricity so things that are maybe due every quarter or car registration so things that are due once a year car insurance if you pay that annually so once these are all factored in it sort of gives you an idea as to what your bills are when they're due and what it also does is that it actually helps you work out how much you need to put away on a regular basis to cover your bills so and this can be done in so many different ways the most simplest way to actually think about it is if you work out your bills for the year let's say it comes to $24,000 by the time you factor everything in i'm just using that figure just to keep things simple divide it by 12 that's $2,000 a month if you want to work it out weekly don't go $2,000 divided by 4 because that's what most people automatically decide to do go $24,000 divided by 52 and that makes it a pretty weird figure like 461 but either way it gives you an idea as to how much that amount of money actually is weekly or fortnightly so depends how often you get paid is probably the frequency that you would use but the idea is just to work out a figure maybe add a bit of money on the extra fat and religiously put that money into a bills account the idea from there is when that money's into that bills account and let's say it's let's just say it's monthly, you're putting $2,000 in per month. The idea is that when your direct debits are due, so your monthly bills, and the idea is to direct debit as many of them as possible, the money's already there. When your annual bills, and what'll happen is over the year, that account will accumulate because you factored in your annual bills and your quarterly bills. And then when your quarterly bill comes in next, let's say electricity or car registration for the year, the idea is that the money's already there. And you would just be pay from that account to cover that. The idea is to be proactive. The idea is to make sure you put this money aside so that when the bills come or when you have that month of the year where you just get, you know, 10 annual bills all in one hit, then at least the money's then. You don't have to take it out of your savings or take it out from somewhere else. The other thing as well is what you'll find is by putting money in your bills account on a regular basis, there are some bills you might actually start paying annually. To save money so car registration sorry car insurance is one of them where with most car insurance companies that i've come across if you pay annually it works out cheaper than paying monthly and if you're putting money aside into a bills account every month then whether you pay monthly or annually annually doesn't normally make much of a difference so it gives you the ability to do that even private health insurance which can be quite costly if you paid it annually but again same principle applies. The other thing as well, and a lot of people listening to this might be like, yep, that makes a lot of sense, Michael, but what if I've got no money to start off this bills account? That's a really, really good point. So again, depending on the time of the year that you do this, you might have to actually have to, you might have to start your bills account off with a little bit of a buffer. And sometimes the easiest time to do that is tax time when you do if and when you get a tax return that you just start off the account with a month's in advance worth of bills, for example, um, or sometimes it could be a bonus that you're receiving of some sort. But the idea is if you can give it a bit of a buffer, that will again make your life a lot easier to make sure that there's always money in that account. 
These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The really handy thing about all this as well is whether you get paid weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, or even annually, you should still be able to manage your bills just as good as if you were paid weekly. So it does give you that control. It gives you that peace of mind. And the other thing as well is that it helps you track your bills as well. And what I mean by that is if you have an account dedicated for bills and the money you're putting in there is consistently not enough, it is very easy to work out what's going wrong because you literally just need to look at your bills account. You'll see money going in and then all your bills coming out. Money going in, Bills going out, money going in, bills going out. So the idea is that it makes it so much easier to see if something's going wrong. It makes it so much easier to plan things. And I mean, just as an example, if you get paid on the first of every month, an option, and I mean, it's really personal preference, but an option, for example, is you can set most of your direct debits to come out on the 10th of every month. So it gives you that time to put that money into your bills account. And as I said, you'll just see everything come out. So again, it's not just about saving money, but it's just about making life so much easier. And as I said before, if you look at, I think it's my first and fourth episode when I talk about budgeting, you know, if you are looking at setting up a family budget, an option is to just start with the bills account because it's normally one of the most straightforward ones. Yes, it may involve setting up an account. It may involve changing direct debits. Well, it will involve changing direct debits, you know, if you set up a new account. It may require you changing the date of your direct debits, but the idea is once it's done, it's done, and you'll just have a system that you follow. And by having it all automated, things cannot possibly go wrong. I mean, the only way things can go wrong is if your expenses increase dramatically to more than what you expected, and there's no money in the account when the direct debit's due. And the other issue as well, of course, is if you don't put money into the account. So if you don't follow the system, But if you follow it, it will make life so much easier. And the idea, of course, is to review this regularly. Um, Just even if you do want to set up an Excel sheet on your desktop or have it somewhere where as soon as any bill changes, you can go straight into that, update the figure, and you know, okay, moving forward, I need to put an extra $100 into the bills account to cover this, this, and this. The other thing as well is that will actually help you have a bit of a rainy day fund for bills. So again, by starting off with a bit of a buffer in that account, it will just mean that you have that extra money just in case a bill comes in that's more than expected. What's really handy is because you'll be paying some of your bills annually and you're putting money away monthly for those bills, there should always be a bit of a buffer in there anyway. But for the purpose of playing it safe, it would be a lot easier if you just, as I said, started the account off with a buffer, maybe a month's in advance, just to allow you to factor in any bills that may be higher than expected or some that are due around the corner. And just like any budget, you need to monitor it. You need to monitor how much is going in, how much is going out, at least for the first two to three months or even six months, just to make sure it's actually working and that the system is working. Um, The last thing you want is to get a, you know, a letter in the mail or, or an email from your bank saying that the mortgage repayments are overdue because there's no money in the account to pay the mortgage. The other thing is that that account that you set up for the bills can be set up in a few different ways. And this is where it does help to have financial advice because everything that I'm talking about really, really is general. You know, it depends on your particular circumstance and the setup that you have and so many other things like from spending to 
how many bills accounts you have and the, the, the relationship that you and your partner have with money, all that type of thing comes into the strategy and should really be taken into account. But an option, for example, is for this bills account to be an offset account if you have a mortgage. Um, and I would talk to your mortgage specialist about what an offset, offset account is, but essentially that could be an option. Another thing as well is that the bills account that you have that you set up could potentially be an online account that doesn't have card access to save you from having to pay bank fees. And again, this is where you talk to your bank to see what options are available because some people don't like paying bank fees. I mean, sorry, nobody likes paying bank fees. And some people have to pay them if they want to set up extra accounts. So even if you look into setting up like an online account of some sort that doesn't have a card access, they normally don't cost anything. Again, depending on the bank and what's available at that time, of course. One of the last things is make sure you tell your friends and family. You'd be very surprised how many people in your life might be having the same issue as you when it comes to managing money. And it doesn't matter how educated somebody is or how intelligent they are or what their work experience is like or even what they do for a living. They can potentially be having issues managing their money. And that, and that's and that's and there's not absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. To some people, they're born with the skill of managing money and it's something that they just love doing. Um, for others, it's the last thing they care about. Um, now, obviously, that's, of course, where a financial planner comes in. But even having this discussion with friends or family or even sharing this episode with them might actually have a positive impact on their lives. I'm going to share with you an example which really highlighted the amazing impact that positive budgeting can have on someone's life. Now, this couple were very high-paid professionals. Um, one of them worked in the medical industry. The other, funny enough, actually worked in finance. And initially when I met them, I the impression I got is that they were all over it because they were very intelligent people and they really understood their whole financial situation. But as we started to talk, it became really obvious that managing money was just becoming really difficult for them because... Yes, they were always paying their bills on time, but there was really no system and there was always the option, sorry, always the possibility of saving more money and they knew it, but they just didn't know what to do. And I think a lot of it came down to being time poor and not having the time to look at where their money's going and to manage it. So I went through the structure, went through the budgeting structure that I've explained in previous episodes and literally... By the time I had left their front door that night, I had already seen positive changes in their faces, um, their attitude. Um, there was this excitement. Um, the, the wife actually even told me that she has never felt this relief before when thinking about money. And it's something that actually gave her anxiety, thinking about bills and all these things that were due. That It was just becoming overwhelming. And over time, I just noticed they suddenly started to save so much money and um, I had just met them for the first time, but I mean, they had told me themselves that, you know, within six months of meeting me, they had never saved so much money in their lives. So it's such a powerful thing. And I mean, I've been doing it for my family for the last 10 years and it's not rocket science. Like it really, really isn't rocket science, but it's just, it's like exercise. You know, most people know how to do it. It's just doing it or knowing where to start or having a system or having a process, you know, and if you can do something like this, 
I promise you it's going to have such a positive impact on your life if you do it properly. And if it doesn't work the first time, it's okay. If after the first month you've noticed a mistake, fix it. Do not give up. The worst thing you can do is try to set up something like this. And then the second something goes wrong, you're like, nah, too hard. It's not going to happen. So if you can focus, if you can work on this together as a couple and both be in it and both be committed to the change, I promise you will not regret it. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.